Blog Talk Radio. I, Joseph Robinette Biden Jr., do solemnly swear that I will faithfully execute the office of President of the United States. Will, to the best of my ability, preserve, protect, and defend the Constitution of the United States. So help me God. To join the conversation, it's area code 914-803-4131. That is 914-803-4131. If you are listening live, you can always sign in with your free blogtalkradio.com account. Go to blogtalkradio.com, sign up for free, and then you can go to the episode page and join us in the chat. Leave your comments, questions there. If you're listening after the live broadcast, you can always leave your comments, questions, concerns, etc., on the show thread at liberaldan.com, on facebook.com slash liberaldan, or at liberaldanradio on Twitter. i got a lot of stuff to talk about this week, but first, this week's headlines. It is Ash Wednesday, and just we need to pay tribute to the best Ash out there. Hail to the king, baby. Seriously, last year I discussed a tweet uh, that predicted a surge in cases when it comes to Ash Wednesday, they were, this, this person is not somebody who I agree with politically, but somehow our paths cross on Twitter. And the tweet was on February 26, 2020, uh, the seven day average on, on for the Italy for COVID-19 back on that date was 46 a day. That was the seven day rolling average. If you go to world wordometers info, coronavirus country, Italy, uh, you can find that information. I think this this person on Twitter said that they felt that within the next few weeks or couple weeks that because of Ash Wednesday, you were going to be seeing a large surge in COVID cases. Two weeks later, it went from 46 on average seven day COVID infections to 1,340. That was on March 11th, two weeks after Ash Wednesday. Another week afterwards, it rose to 3,324. That was the rolling daily average. A month later, so four weeks after this tweet, the average was 5,521 a week. So I might not have much in common politically with that Twitter user, but looking back a year later, Ash Wednesday may very well have caused a surge of cases in Italy and other places. This year, the Vatican has proposed a more socially distanced administration of ashes. Of course, this requires that people follow the guidelines, and we all know how that's panned out. I'm looking at you, Florida. In New Orleans, it is said that it was likely that one of the visitors from Texas last Mardi Gras started the spread of the virus to over 50,000 people in the city. Unlike Las Vegas, what happens in New Orleans doesn't stay here. This year, New Orleans shut down all parades, but the citizens of New Orleans and beyond made a crew of house floats. 
so that we could all enjoy Mardi Gras spirit in a socially distanced way. In political news, Donald Trump has attacked Mitch McConnell as being dour, sullen, and an unsmiling political hack. Can you be correct and projecting at the same time? Donald Trump was also on Fox News touting the lie that the election was stolen from him. I guess he wants more insurrection. More on that later. The NAACP is suing Trump and Giuliani for violating the Ku Klux Klan Act of 1871, which specifically prohibits groups of two or more from conspiring to prevent by force, intimidation, or threat any officeholder from performing their duties. As a reminder, Trump called for the seditionists to march in the Capitol after his speech, and Giuliani called for trial by combat. Too bad we don't have any dragons. And finally, radio broadcaster and big old coward Rush Limbaugh succumbed to cancer today. On that note... This week's Hypocrite of the Week is Rush Limbaugh, who claimed to be pro-life, yet died anyway. Also, hypocrites are those who cheered his vile behavior when others died, yet demand others be respectful after his death. I don't think so. Homie, don't play that. To see who next week's Hypocrite of the Week will be, tune into Liberal Day and Radio, Talk from the Left, That's Right, Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Central on blogtalkradio.com slash liberaldan. And sorry for the heat noise that you might have heard a little bit in the background. It was me just turning off the live stream on the TikTok. Rush um, Limbaugh, yes, uh, he uh, died today. And a, and a lot of the people are complaining and crying that liberals are being mean about their hero, Rush Limbaugh. Why can't we let him rest in peace? Well, I'm sorry, but we are going to have a brief look at some of the actions that Rush Limbaugh said and some of the things that he did uh, during his lifetime. And I will let you determine whether or not we should uh, be being kind or whatever uh, to the former broadcast excellence <laughs> in quotes in broadcast host Rush Limbaugh. Uh, let's see. So you need to look back. There's Mehdi Hassan. Uh, Rush Limbaugh died. Right wingers on Twitter are heaping prayers on him. I challenge you to read the things he said about minorities, black people, gay people, women, sexual consent, torture, climate, and even the January 6th attack and find things to praise there. I challenge you. Uh, some of the racist things that Donald, that I'm sorry, Donald Trump, it's really easy for me to just flow into that, but that Rush Limbaugh said, uh, have you ever noticed how all composite pictures of wanted criminals resemble Jesse Jackson? That's one of the first things listed on this article from news one. Uh, he goes, right. You go to Darfur and go to South Africa. You get rid of the white government there. You put sanctions on them. You stand behind Nelson Mandela. who was bankrolled by communists. I had a certain sport of communist leaders. You go to Ethiopia, you do the same thing. Okay. Uh, look, at, look. let me tell you this way. The NFL too often looks like a game between Bloods and the Crips without any weapons. There, I said it. That's something else he said, not me. Uh, the NAACP should have riot rehearsal. They should get a liquor store and practice robberies. Uh, they are 12% of the population. Who the hell cares is another thing that Rush Limbaugh said to an African-American female caller. Take that bone out of your nose and call me back. Uh, number seven on this list, I think the media has been very... Uh, we got bringing a boy back in the chat. I am just doing, going through a list of Rush Limbaugh's worst hits. Uh, I think that the media has been very desirous to, that a black quarterback do well. They're interested in black coaches and black quarterbacks do as well. I think there's a little hope invested in McNabb, and he's got a lot of credit for the performance that he didn't deserve. Uh, various attacks on Obama, African-American, Rock the Magic Negro, uh, affirmative action candidate, all the things that he said about Obama. Uh, he said, we need segregated buses. This is Obama's America. 
Obama's entire economic program is reparations. So there's that one. Let's go to the next thing. Um, other awful things that Rush Limbaugh has said. As we scroll, let's see. White people shouldn't be blamed for slavery. He goes, it's preposterous that Caucasians are blamed for slavery when they've done more to end it than any other race. Uh, you know, yeah. So if I start the fire and then I put it out, I'm not to blame to start the fire because I helped try and help put it out. And not all the white people started to try to put it out. Uh, he called Georgetown Law student Sandra Fluke a slut and a prostitute because she was trying to argue that we should have contraception coverage under the Affordable Care Act. Uh, ignoring the fact, I believe, um, I don't know if it was Fluke herself or somebody else uh, that said that, you know, the reason that they were taking the oral contraception was not because uh, to promote pregnancy because they were in a lesbian relationship, but because they had issues that needed to be treated with oral contraceptives as well, uh, like cramping and other, other situations like irregular periods and stuff like that. That can be treated uh, with these pills. Um, Let's see. There's ESPN comment. He mocked Michael J. Fox, who has Parkinson's. He, he said either he didn't take his medication or he's acting. Um, he called Amy Carter the most unattractive presidential dog in the history of the country. Called Chelsea Clinton a white the White House dog. Um, said that Hillary Clinton keeps things keeps men's testicles in a lockbox. Uh, seven Rush Limbaugh jokes, and here's the most important one. Several seven times Rush Limbaugh made jokes about other people dying. Uh, let's see. Uh, Watched Limbaugh once happily chimed, I can breathe because I follow the law regarding Eric Garner. Um, he suggested that the Christchurch shootings were a false flag attack. Uh, said Kurt Cobain was a worthless shred of human debris the day after Kurt Cobain died. Uh, Justice Ginsburg has poor health. Justice Ginsburg is 85. You don't need my word to convince you that they're scared on the left. Uh, picking on RBG. Um, again, he also mocked Michael J. Fox. Uh, he uh, mocked the coronavirus as being the common cold. Uh, it's an effort to get Trump. You can't believe the virus numbers. They're using the mask as a symbol of fear, blah, blah, blah. Uh, basically, Rush Limbaugh was a giant pile of human garbage, and you will not see me weeping any one bit for his passing. Uh, and the people who, again, as I said, uh, in the hypocrite of the week, he was pro-life, but then he died. So, so much for that. Uh, but anybody who is conservative, who is uh, trying to attack us for pointing out all of the negatives that Rush Limbaugh brought to this country uh, and why, you know, we're not mourning for his death. We may be celebrating his death um, because, you know, sure, maybe some of his family members are sad. And I feel bad for some of the family members that might be sad. Uh, but, um, you yeah, know, don't. Don't worship a guy like Rush Limbaugh as being a wonderful human being and a great uh, person for in media and cheer all of the things he said and applaud like, you know, trained monkeys, but then say, look, you know, you can't do the same thing that he did. Another thing that I would talk about uh, with Rush Limbaugh is he would often talk. I just listened to the show a bunch because I felt it was important to understand and listen to the, what the other side was saying. I still do. Uh, but not from particular sources. So Rush Limbaugh would talk about so-called seminar callers, where people supposedly took these sessions and training sessions on how to call into conservative talk radio to to make points. You know, not that you, you don't you hear conservatives making the exact same point all the darn time when it comes to many issues. Like I can bring up the fact that Donald Trump said specifically that 
he wanted a total and complete ban on Muslims entering this country. And every single time I say that Donald Trump wanted a total and complete ban on on Muslims entering this country, every single conservative is like, well, you know, he didn't he didn't implement that. I'm like, that's, I'm not even say that he implemented it. I said that that's what he wanted. He stated during the campaign that he wanted a total and complete ban. And then every single one of them is like, well, show me the proof. And I showed them the proof. I showed them the video where he is reading from his own press release that was posted on his own campaign website. And it says, Donald J. Trump is calling for a total complete ban on Muslims entering this country until we can figure out what the hell's going on. And that was his press release. That was from his website. And that was from his own words. The horse's mouth said it. And then they'll be like, change the topic. They don't want to admit the fact that they were wrong. But this is the thing about Rush Limbaugh. He talked about these so-called seminar callers and people, but he'd only let the people in that were like plainly stupid. And there are stupid people on the left. Don't get me wrong. There are. And he would let them through all day long because he could, you know, wants to pick off the low hanging fruit and be able to say, Hey, you know, I'm owning these libs because I'm allowing these callers to call in. I tried to call into the Rush Limbaugh show. I told them exactly what I was going to call in. I was I called in about the filibuster and about the use of the nuclear option of the filibuster before anybody pulled that trigger. And I was like, look, the Constitution says certain things, and you know that the uh, Senate rules allow for changing of the rules, but you can filibuster a rule change, uh, and filibustering a rule change requires. Uh, more than just 60% of the votes to uh, more than 60% of the vote uh, to pass. So the only way to get the, the filibuster change is to use the nuclear option, which is based on a lie. And they never took my call. Why? Because they knew that my point was a valid one and they were too afraid to take it. So not only was Rush Limbaugh a piece of human garbage, he was a coward. And I'm sure he's keeping the people, if hell exists, I'm sure he's keeping them company. Well, good riddance to bad. So we're going to go ahead and take the first commercial break. Um, Take your calls as well. 914-803-4131. 914-803-4131. This is Liberal Dan Radio. Talk from the left. That's right. Progressive will do a bad movie trailer guy impression to get you to listen to his show. There's only one thing that I like better than the Liberal Dan Radio minicast. All right, Bill, that's enough of that. On the Liberal Dan Radio minicast, you will hear an honest discussion of the day's issues with some personal bits in between. You might even hear what the other side has to say, sometimes even in their own voices. So become one of the Liberal Dan family. Because family means no one gets left behind or forgotten. To hear those bad impressions and more, tune into the Liberal Day and Radio minicast. Talk from the left, that's right. And I think to myself, what a wonderful show. Mmm, yeah. 
Greetings. This is Nimbus Josh, host of the Percy Podcast. What is the Percy Podcast? <laughs> well, it's pretty much the smoothest talking host you'll ever hear in your life, talking about all kinds of things, political things, nerdy things, fun things, not so fun things. Go ahead, give a listen, and follow at the Percy Podcast for more updates and information. Why not sit back and take a listen to one of the best podcasts you'll ever hear and no one else will. (laughs) Catch you on the tunes. If you enjoy Liberal Dan Radio, there's many ways that you can support the show. You can subscribe to the YouTube channel. You can like me on Facebook or follow me on Twitter or TikTok. And you can become a Liberal Dan Patreon. For as little as $3 a month, you can get a shout-out. Higher levels get the opportunity to vote on what I do next on the podcast, the minicast, or on YouTube. You can even buy commercial advertising or sponsor bits. So go to patreon.liberaldan.com and support the show today. Hey there, podcast listeners. This is Demonox, host of The World According to Knox. It's time for Season 2 where I take you on another trip through my world. The world of movies, video games, pop culture, and more. Relate them to the world around you. Don't forget to leave a question for Marsnet and find me on Twitter by the handle xdemonox. Letter X like X-Men, D-E-M-I-N-O-X. Now enjoy the rest of your podcast. Are you planning a trip to Disney soon? Do you want help avoiding spending mistakes and making the most of your vacation? Then check out BudgetEars.com, a new site devoted to helping you get the most mouse for your money. What kinds of tickets should you get? Is the dining plan a good deal for you? Should you stay on grounds or not? Should you buy park hoppers? Many other sites are filled with information about what other people like to do. But Budget Ears is geared to help you make the best decision for you. So check out BudgetEars.com or go to YouTube.com slash BudgetEars and help make your trip the best it can be. BudgetEars.com is not a travel agency and it is not affiliated with the Disney Corporation or any of its holdings. Do you want to set money aside for a rainy day? Do you want to open an account that will give you a savings bonus each month? What if I told you that you can get both and have a chance to win $10 million? Yada is an FDIC-insured bank, and when you go to yada.liberaldan.com, open an account, and make your first deposit, you will get 100 entries into the next weekly drawing. You will also get entries each week you have a balance. So go to yada.liberaldan.com. That's Y-O-T-T-A dot liberaldan dot com. And welcome back to Liberal Dan Radio, Talk from the Left, That's Right. This is your host, Dan Zimmerman, coming at you from New Orleans, Louisiana. To join the conversation, it's area code 914-803-4131. That's 914-803-4131. As always, you can always join us in the chat room, blogtalkradio.com slash liberaldan. Sign up for your free Blog Talk Radio account and join us in the chat like Bringing a Boy is currently. And if you're listening after the live broadcast, you can always listen to leave your comments, questions, concerns, et cetera, on the show thread at liberaldan.com, facebook.com slash liberaldan, or at liberaldanradio on Twitter. Hail to the king, baby. Again, it's Ash Wednesday, so I got to give a shout out to Ash Williams, uh, star or the main character in the Evil Dead movies. So, again. Hail to the king, baby. Yes, thank you. So, there's that. I uh, also want to give a shout out again to Demonox, who these podcasts you saw on or you heard 
uh, on that commercial break. He has his podcast, The World According to Knox. He's the first Liberal Day and Radio Patreon. So big shout out to you. Uh, thank you very much uh, for supporting the show, and I can do whatever I can to support you as well. Also, uh, Cesar, my second Patreon, shout out to you as well. Thank you so much for your support uh, for the show as well. You're an awesome person. I love you a bunch, and you are a great guy, and I hope you find happiness out there in the land of California. Um, also, shouts out to uh, the host of the most, Nimbus Yosh, my little brother, uh, with the Percy podcast over on there on Anchor, where I also have the minicast going on. Uh, if you listen to his podcast, you can even hear my voice as we formed Voltron. We brought Demonox, uh, Chris, him, myself, all together to discuss some of the GME issues that were going on. A little more on that in a little bit. Um, again, shout out to Chris. Very sorry. Condolences for your loss. He lost his mother today. Uh, so I do want to uh, send a shout out my condolences to you as well. I'm very sorry for your loss. Um, I hope the best for you and your family. We uh, usually after the every first break, we hit this uh, bit, the words of redneck wisdom. And you, you sometimes I read it off that awful website that I found a bunch of information on. But for some reason, these past couple of weeks, I've been able to find some good ones off of my friend Jeff show. Uh, the Ringside Politics Show. For So without further ado. And now, words of redneck wisdom, brought to you by Liberal Dan Radio. The Republicans, we all got to come together. And, it, you know, and any freedom-loving individual... Well, you Republican or Democrat, I don't care what you call yourself. If you if you love the democracy and you want to live in a in a in, in a democratic society like we had before, and put our junkyard dog back in there, Mr. Trump, yeah, President Trump, yeah. then uh, hey, there ain't but one direction that we can go. We got to get out there, and then you know, like like the, like the protesters up in uh in in, in Washington on the sixth, hey. It, it may come to brutal situations like that. And, hey, I'm an ex-Army man, so, you know. I hear you. Well, let me. Getting brutal let me, ain't nothing to me. And this concludes Words of Redneck Wisdom, brought to you by Liberal Dan Radio. Talk from the left, that's right. All right, so, and this guy was from Georgia, calling into Jeff's show here in New Orleans, Louisiana. Um, and as you heard, this person is, is, is supporting the idea uh, that we might need more violence uh, because their junkyard dog, Donald Trump, was unfairly removed from his position as in the White House. Uh, I have a feeling that these people uh, would probably, if, if let's say Donald Trump did win and had won, I should say, because he didn't, and let's say he was able to serve another four years uh, he would probably try and run for another four years, and, and, and many of the Trump supporters would be like, well, we think he should be able to. And they would probably try in a hurry to change the Constitution. Now, why do I believe that they would be in a hurry to change the Constitution? Well, there is a preview of that in Georgia going on right now, because in Georgia, uh, they're, they're trying to pass a bill, uh, Senate Resolution 100, uh, by Senators Gooch of the 51st, Kausert of the 46th, Miller of the 49th, 
Duggan, don't think it's Hacksaw, of the 30th, Walker third of the 20th, and others, proposing an amendment to the Constitution to provide for statewide grand juries, to provide for the jurisdiction powers, duties of statewide grand juries, to authorize the General Assembly to provide by law for procedures for summoning and paneling of the statewide grand juries, to provide for a presiding judge, to provide that the Attorney General or his or her designee shall act as the legal advisor for statewide grand juries and provide for the submission of the amendment for the ratification, rejection, or other purposes. Basically, it's this. If, if you can, I'll put it, I could put it in the chat uh, for bringing a boy if you would like uh, to see the legislation. Basically, what this legislation is is to do a constitutional amendment that would basically say you would need a statewide grand jury, a brand new thing, statewide grand juries, and you would have to call these if there was a problem with an election violation, if somebody was believed to be somebody who was uh, trying to interfere with the elections, uh, then that person could no longer uh, be the subject of a grand jury at the county level. You could not have a district attorney at the county level bringing charges of violation of Georgia law when it comes to the election code. All violations of the election code would then have to come through the grand jury uh, that, that is statewide, so you could not just draw from people within that county for the grand jury, but instead you would have to draw, uh, you could draw from anybody in the state, thus allowing the people to choose, I guess, the jurisdiction in which you would be put. Even if the crime was committed in the, the particular county that it was in, it would all have to be a statewide grand jury, uh, so therefore you could do one thing and one thing only. Well, it, w- it would be for many other things, all forms of election fraud, but to try to rush this through quickly because Donald Trump is the current and present leader of the GOP and legislators uh, are not going to get on his bad and are going to want to continue to protect him as much as possible. Uh, so they are going to try and make sure that he is protected and that's what they're doing in the state of Georgia because if you uh, go to look, if you look up the law, um, criminal solicitation to commit election fraud and penalties that come along with it. Georgia Code 21-2-604 from 2016. A person commits the offense of criminal solicitation to commit election fraud in first degree with the intent that another person engage in conduct constituting a felony under this article. He or she solicits, requests, commands, importunes, or otherwise attempts to cause the other person to engage in such contact. A person commits the offense of criminal solicitation to commit election fraud in the second degree when, with intent that another person engage in conduct constituting a misdemeanor under this article, he or she solicits, requests, commands, importunes, or otherwise attempts to cause the other person to engage in such conduct. A person convicted of the offense of criminal solicitation to commit election fraud in the first degree shall be punished by imprisonment by not less than one nor more than three years. A person convicted of Criminal solicitation to commit election fraud in the secondary shall be punished as for a misdemeanor. It is no defense to a prosecution for criminal solicitation to commit election fraud that the person solicited could not be guilty of the crime solicited. Provisions uh, of A through C of this code are cumulative and shall not supersede any other penal law in this state. Donald Trump, in that phone call, that was aired to the Georgia Secretary of State's office clearly was asking him to go find votes. They were asking him to manipulate the election system, and clearly he violated this section of the code. So what the people in the Georgia legislature are trying to do is trying to make sure that the person who is currently trying to charge Donald Trump with this crime can no longer do so by swiftly passing this law. Now, 
uh, not even a law, constitutional amendment. Because the constitutional amendment, I think you need a supermajority in the Georgia's legislature, which I do not think is possible. So it's very unlikely that it will happen. Um, but still, the, the writing is on the wall here. The, the intent is absolutely 100% clear that they are rushing this through specifically to try and protect Donald Trump from these criminal charges in Georgia that he might be facing. Now, there's, that's only Georgia. There's other laws in other areas that he could very well be tried with. As Mitch McConnell seemed, or I'm sorry, Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell seemed to think uh, that that was uh, that his actions were somehow were probably criminal, except for he didn't want to convict in the impeachment because he felt that it was unconstitutional. But if you believe the legal theories of Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell, you would have to believe that the founding fathers would have wanted to write the wording in giving the power to the Senate uh, to remove people from office and to make sure that they can't run for office again. You would have to believe that they were thinking, oh, well, if the person just resigns, then the Senate loses their power and their authority to punish them. That's ridiculous. I go into more. I did a fat man rant on YouTube, youtube.liberaldan.com. If you go check that out, uh, you can watch that fat man rant. If you like what you hear again, please subscribe to the YouTube channel and forward it to your friends. But clearly, you know, even in Mitch McConnell's rebuke of Donald Trump, even though he was cowardly in giving the rebuke while not voting to convict, he he stated that he believed that Donald Trump was responsible for something on that day. Um, I mean, we did win. I mean, I'm glad you I'm glad you admit it, bringing by there. You are one of the rare few conservatives that I speak to who who say that we won. And it's, it's unfortunate that more people can't just admit that Donald Trump did not run an election or a campaign well and that he failed to get enough votes to win enough states to become president for a second term. Um, January 6, 21 was a day that the left dressed up like the right and did a botched job. No, that's, there's not real evidence that that's the case, though. I mean, there's there. There are people, the person who was wearing the shaman, wearing that bison hat, clearly was not from the left. Clearly he was from the right. There are plenty of other people that, that are well documented that they were from the right, not the left. So anyway, let's go ahead and take the next commercial break. Um, and we'll again, actually, no, the first thing I want to talk about, did so, he's in his car driving. For some reason, while I was driving, a person cuts me off because they were trying to put on their mask. Um, tried to pull over to catch my breath to say to myself, I need a good laugh. Is there some lefty I can turn my radio on to this? Now, look, I don't know why the person would be driving needing to put their mask on mid-drive. That doesn't make any sense. Um, you know, it's silly. If, unless you're an Uber or Lyft driver or some other passenger vehicle, driving some sort of passenger vehicle where other people are in your car, wearing a mask in your car should not be necessary. I just don't quite get the people that are mocking those people instead of mocking the people who refuse to mask because, you know, the little thing you can do to help, one of the things you can do to help prevent the spread of this disease. But people don't want to do it properly, and so that's why we're still suffering as we are. Anyway, let's go ahead and take the second commercial break, come back, take your calls as well. 
914-803-4131. That's 914-803-4131. This is Liberal Dan Radio. Talk from the left. That's right. Progressive will do a bad movie trailer guy impression to get you to listen to his show. There's only one thing that I like better than the Liberal Dan Radio minicast. All right, Bill, that's enough of that. On the Liberal Dan Radio minicast, you will hear an honest discussion of the day's issues with some personal bits in between. You might even hear what the other side has to say, sometimes even in their own voices. So become one of the Liberal Dan family. Because family means no one gets left behind or forgotten. To hear those bad impressions and more, tune into the Liberal Day and Radio minicast. Talk from the left, that's right. And I think to myself, what a wonderful show. Mmm, yeah. Greetings. This is Nimbus Josh host of the Percy Podcast. What is the Percy Podcast? (laughs) Well, it's pretty much the smoothest talking host you'll ever hear in your life talking about all kinds of things, political things, nerdy things, fun things, not so fun things. Go ahead, give a listen, and follow at the Percy Podcast for more updates and information. Why not sit back and take a listen to one of the best podcasts you'll ever hear and no one else will? Catch you on the team. If you enjoy Liberal Dan Radio, there's many ways that you can support the show. You can subscribe to the YouTube channel. You can like me on Facebook or follow me on Twitter or TikTok. And you can become a Liberal Dan Patreon. For as little as $3 a month, you can get a shout-out. Higher levels get the opportunity to vote on what I do next on the podcast, the minicast, or on YouTube. You can even buy commercial advertising or sponsor bits. So go to patreon.liberaldan.com and support the show today. Hey there, podcast listeners. This is Damanok, host of The World According to Knox. It's time for Season 2, where I take you on another trip through my world. The world of movies, video games, pop culture, and more. Relate them to the world around you. Don't forget to leave a question for Marscat and find me on Twitter by the handle xdemonox. Letter X like X-Men, D-E-M-I-N-O-X. Now enjoy the rest of your podcast. Are you planning a trip to Disney soon? Do you want help avoiding spending mistakes and making the most of your vacation? Then check out BudgetEars.com, a new site devoted to helping you get the most mouse for your money. What kind of tickets should you get? Is the dining plan a good deal for you? Should you stay on grounds or not? Should you buy park hoppers? Many other sites are filled with information about what other people like to do. But Budget Ears is geared to help you make the best decision for you. So check out BudgetEars.com or go to YouTube.com slash BudgetEars and help make your trip the best it can be. BudgetEars.com is not a travel agency and it is not affiliated with the Disney Corporation or any of its holdings. Do you want to set money aside for a rainy day? 
Do you want to open an account that will give you a savings bonus each month? What if I told you that you can get both and have a chance to win $10 million? Yada is an FDIC-insured bank, and when you go to yada.liberaldan.com, open an account, and make your first deposit, you will get 100 entries into the next weekly drawing. You will also get entries each week you have a balance. So go to yada.liberaldan.com. That's Y-O-T-T-A dot liberaldan dot com. And welcome to Liberal Dan Radio, Talk from the Left, That's Right. This is your host, Dan Zimmerman from New Orleans, Louisiana. To join the conversation, it's 914-803-4131. Now, uh, two things I want to talk about, about the things discussed in the commercial break. Uh, if you don't want to sign up for a monthly subscription on Patreon to help support the show, um, obviously, again, as I said, there are free ways to do it uh, by just subscribing to the YouTube channel, youtube.liberaldan.com. That will help immensely uh, with the podcast because I'm trying to get to 1,000 viewers so I could get money off of the content that I create. Uh, but if you want to give a one-time, if you think something I did was really awesome and you want to support me on a one-time basis, then you could buy me a cider. Uh, the buymeacoffee.com slash liberaldanradio uh, is a link that's available, but you can just simply go to liberaldan.com and click the buy me a cider button, and it will bring you to the page, and you can buy me one or more ciders and do it as a one-time thing. It also allows you the opportunity to, to support me monthly via there as well, uh, but it's just another way that you can help support the show. So if you do that, I really appreciate it. I'll probably give shout outs uh, on that method as well. I have yet to get a one. I, I, that's pretty new. It's a new addition to the ways that you can support the show. So we'll see how we handle those. But if you just want to throw me, uh, throw five bucks my way, 10 bucks, whatever, whatever it is you want to throw at my way, I'd be really appreciative, appreciative of that. And I could use that money, turn it back around and help support the podcast and maybe help it grow. So that'd be a nice thing to do. Uh, one thing I am very excited about this week is we are starting a new segment. If you listen to the show uh, a couple weeks back, uh, I had uh, Amber Rose Petrovich uh, from Just Money. And she you know, was talking about all the things having to do with the GME. And uh, you know, she's been um, – she had an article that was – she contributed to the Washington Post – uh, so I'm very happy to kind of bring her on board. Uh, she is doing the Just Money Minute. Without further ado, here is the premiere of the Just Money Minute. This is Amber Petrovich, a.k.a. Just Money, covering finance and investing in the Just Money Minute. Let's talk about crypto because no one can stop talking about it these days. Crypto can be a strong addition to your portfolio and a great hedge against inflation. Is it volatile and risky? Yes, virtual currency fluctuates just like the stock market. It's not backed by the government or a central bank. Instead, blockchain technology enables and records crypto transactions. Take some confidence in the fact that institutional investors like JP Morgan and fintechs like PayPal and Square are also investing in crypto. If you want to invest, you'll need to decide which crypto to buy. The biggest one is Bitcoin, followed by Ethereum, and then you need to decide where to buy it. You can invest in crypto on a brokerage app such as Webull or Robinhood and now even PayPal. If you want a wider selection of crypto coins and a crypto wallet to make purchases, try Coinbase or Binance.us. 
This has been the Just Money Minute. Build wealth, fight the wealth gap. And thank you very much, Amber, for the first of many uh, Just Money Minutes. You can find Amber Petrovich currently at just underscore money one on TikTok. Uh, She's also at Amber Rose on Twitter. Uh, We'll be uh, promoting the website soon once it gets up and running. So again, thank you very much for that. And just as a reminder, uh, Liberal Day and Radio is not uh, an investment uh, advisor. Uh, We always recommend that you uh, speak to a uh, your investment guru, so to speak, whoever you have to discuss your personal information with before making any moves on when it comes to money, uh, be it cryptocurrency, as was discussed in this episode or this segment of the Just Money Minute, uh, or any other to- topics or tips that she might give in the future. So, but again, I want to thank you for being part of the show, and it's going to—I think it would be a great. A great thing going forward, just to add some additional good com- con- content on my show while helping her promote her project as well. All in all, kudos to her for the work that she's doing. Her videos are very informative. Go check her out on TikTok if you have TikTok. I think she also has some information up on her YouTube channel as well. Um, and all those links, I guess, will be available from her website as soon as it's up and running. So there you go. What's interesting is one thing that she texted me about before the show started uh, was the fact that Roaring Kitty um, on Roaring Kitty on YouTube, otherwise known as Keith Gill in person, otherwise known as Deep Value, but not cens- not censored, uh, he is being sued. Uh, there is a proposed class action suit against Gill. Um, was, a suit was filed in f- federal court in Massachusetts. Uh, the suit says that Gill was actually a licensed security professional who manipulated the market to profit himself. Gill touted GameStop shares through an extensive social media presence on YouTube, Twitter, Reddit, uh, where he used a more profane alias. Uh, According to the lawsuit, Gill's deceitful and manipulative contact not only violated numerous industry regulations and rules, but also securities laws by undermining the integrity of the market for GameStop shares. Uh, Suit continues. He caused enormous losses not only to those who bought options contracts, but to those who fell for Gill's act and bought GameStop during the market frenzy at greatly inflated prices. The suit was filed by security class action firm Hagen's Vermin Sobol Shapiro on behalf of Christian Iovin of Washington State and similarly stated situated individuals. Iovin sold 200000 worth of call options on GameStop shares when the stock was below 100 The stock quickly eclipsed 400 forcing him to buy back those calls at elevated prices, i.e., he played a stupid game in shorting the sales and won the stupid prizes of losing that bet. You know, the Wall Street hedge fund guys can manipulate the market all the time and they can get all together and they can drive down uh, the price of these securities by doing short sales, by selling, by selling, 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 selling. And then for, by, because they're selling it, they're selling these borrowed shares so much, they're dropping in value. And then, oh, here we go. Get to bu- I'm going to buy it now. Uh, we're going to buy it back at the at the other price. And so these users on Reddit were having none of it, and they bought it up and they raised. We've talked about that before. Um, I, you know, I'm not going to say that I'm supportive of somebody who's who, if he really did violate the law. But from what I've seen, this guy upfront and honest about pretty much everything that he was doing. All of this information that he was posting, or that other people were posting on the on the WSB or subreddit was all publicly available information. Um, 
many of the people on the GameStop are like, look, we're not doing this to be rich. We're doing this to stick it to the rich guys themselves. If we have to make money, cool. But if we don't make money with it, cool. We're still sticking it to the rich guys. So there's that. I think I think that's, um, let's see, in prepared testimony for his congressional appearance, Gill said his previous work in the financial industry never included trading securities or advising clients. He also denied trying to artificially pump up GameStop stocks. He truly believed in the company's future potential. I did not solicit anybody to buy or sell the stock for my own profit. I do not belong to any groups trying to create movements in the stock price. I never had a financial relationship with any hedge fund. I had no information about GameStop except what was public. I did not know any people inside the company. I never spoke to any insider. Uh, it is unclear how many money Gil made from his GameStop shares, though it is said in testimony that his family were millionaires when the stock reached 20 in December, far below the heights it would reach a month later. Those gains have largely evaporated now that it's fallen down to 47 a share. The lawsuit claims Gil, who's been written about extensively, um, blah, 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 spokesperson for Mass Mutual, said the company reviewing the matter had no comment. In order to motivate amateur traders, Gill fashioned himself as some kind of Robin Hood and characterized security specialists as villains. Gill, however, is no amateur for many years. He actively worked as a professional investment. So, I mean, I was I, I, I didn't know that this person, I didn't make any decisions on my stock based off of this. I made it off of my own due diligence um, for what stocks I did buy and didn't buy. And I'm not going into all that, but um, but here's the deal. I, I think that these people are just mad that somebody else uh, was able to use the system in ways that they were using it and they got caught with their pants down. And that's the problem. So let's see. Where is my check? I'm bringing a boy. Since I'm ending this topic, I'm coming back to the chat. Where is my check for percentage of helping for the show? I told you I did it for nothing. What's all still left does is supporting the. How dare you? What? How dare you dry ghost me with that comment about lost my lunch for Atlantis? What are you talking about, Bringy Boy? I really don't know what you're talking about, unless you're talking about the mask thing. I don't know. I, I, I kind of, I'm kind of lost there, Bringy Boy. So you could potentially uh, bring that up to me. So the last thing I wanted to talk about uh, before the show ends is, and maybe I'll talk about whatever it is that Bringing Employee was talking about because I'm kind of lost there in the chat with what he said. Um, Electricity issues. We are currently having a, you know, power issues, and you know, I'm surprised that we haven't. I'm not. I don't want to say anything that let me not jinx it. But we were warned that people in the New Orleans area need to uh, reduce their use of electricity, or else there might be rolling blackouts in the city. There are people in the city who did have rolling blackouts. Um, so there's that. Um, maybe because I lived in a in more of a suburb area. Uh, so the drain on, on the system from our area is less than maybe the drain from a larger, more packed portion of the city. I don't know. Uh, but there were people, you know, who I think did have some short-term brownouts uh, because of these warnings. And But Texas, you know, the infrastructure in Texas is crap. And it turned out that a lot of people are still going to be suffering without electricity and some people now without even water because, you know, their pipes froze, and so you have no water, no heat in the middle of an Arctic storm. Now, what are the odds that somebody in Texas is going to have to deal with an Arctic storm? It's not happening a lot, but still, energy companies should be ready for even the rare sort of things. And this is my problem generally. Like, I usually state that I have a problem with Energy New Orleans, which is my 
provider of electricity simply because of the fact that they you know, run the lines, they control the power lines, they control when they get fixed and when they don't get fixed. Uh, the Entergy is a Fortune 500 company. It's sold in the stock market. It, it's a for-profit org- company. It, it, it has to make decisions whether or not it's going to make money for its shareholders or buy, you know, fixed lines, provide power at a, at a cheap rate, you know, at, a, at a, an affordable rate or increase power or maybe even do manipulation of the price of power. This is, this is the problem that I have with it. You know, we'll have a storm that comes through and it'll take forever to get stuff fixed. Why? Because it's not financially possible for them to do so because they have to look out for their shareholders before they look out for everybody else, before they look out for their customers because their shareholders are more important than their customers because there's no other place for their customers to go. We're stuck. So I've stated for a while that I've liked part, at least, of the Texas plan, not the deregulation part, because there's the issue with Texas where you have the western grid, you have the eastern grid, and then you have Texas. And Texas split itself off from the rest of the grid, and that's problematic. However, one of the things that I used to say on this show that I liked about what Texas was doing was that you had this organization that ran the grid and then electricity companies sold power on that grid so that it wasn't the electricity it wasn't the electric companies responsible that were responsible for fixing the lines it was this particular grid that was responsible the grid company that was responsible for fixing the line and and it was kind of a quasi-governmental type thing well apparently this company wasn't good at at handling this because their infrastructure sucks And so, therefore, you can't get – people are going without electricity. Furthermore, there are companies that are basically like, look, if you're our customer, please don't demand our goods and services. Don't demand our electricity because you're going to pay for it out the wazoo because you're going to use this higher electricity, and it's going to cost you an arm and a leg because the demand's so high and the supply's so low. So electricity is going to cost you a lot. So I'm the first person to admit that I'm wrong when I'm wrong. I was wrong. I was absolutely wrong when it came to that. And in my opinion, we'll be changing on this and that maybe that is just government needs to be the one that is controlling the infrastructure. And maybe it should even be a federally type thing because state governments can't run deficits. When you have a federal, when you have a, when you have an electrical grid, and the electrical grid should be crossing state lines. If it does cross state lines, then that would make it a federal issue. Maybe the federal government should be responsible for funding repairs of grids, so that if they have to, they can go into the black temporarily to fix the grids quickly, and make sure it all gets done in in, in an, after an emergency is over. So people can have their power restored as quickly as possible because there are people who, you know, you need to eat, you need to, you need to eat, you need to have power to, you know, if you have pharmaceuticals that need to be refrigerated, those need to be refrigerated. You have, you know, in case of cold weather, you need to keep warm or you're going to, you know, we're not all lucky like bringing a boy of living over in California or I don't know, I think, are you probably in this area of California that's still warm 
Um, of course, they have to deal with fires and stuff. That's, you know, not good. But again, so if you, but if, if the fires burn power grid, burn the power grid and, and, and burn the infrastructure, we need to be able to get there quickly and, and get things set up as quickly as possible. And when there is a motive for profit, that makes it less likely that you'll be able to get it done as quickly as you would potentially like it to happen. So that's why the power grid and the power itself probably should be coming not from a private company, but from the public sector, from an organization like the government, basically making sure that we have enough supply of power to meet the demand and to have a, 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 a grid that's set up with multiple redundancies to enable people to get the power that they need to get in order to keep their food safe, keep their medications safe, keep themselves safe from the inclement weather. Uh, blah, 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 blah. So, and then, but here's the thing. The Republicans are using this as an opportunity to attack green energy. You know, you had the governor of Texas, Greg Abbott, uh, who basically said that this was the green energy, if it came to Texas, would be devastating because you, you, you're seeing the problems in Texas now. You're seeing that, you know, the, the, the turbines froze. Well, the turbines don't fro- freeze in Denmark. The turbines don't freeze in other areas where they use wind power when it's really cold. Uh, so what's the problem in Texas? Well, the problem in Texas is the governor of Texas, who is lying out his teeth because Right before he went on Fox News, degrading the Green New Deal and saying how wind energy was the problem, he went on a local news station and described the actual problem, which was that it was the gas distribution, the natural gas, the flow of natural gas in the pipes froze, from the ports froze. You you could not get natural gas from where it was to where it needed to be, so you could turn that natural gas into electricity and the infrastructure you know, therefore was not able to hand and the infrastructure also could not handle the load of it. So you wound up having the issue where, yeah, there was some loss of power with, with wind, but it, according to that ERCOT, the, the, the quasi-governmental or whatever organization that controls the lines, they said that only 13% of the overall power loss was because of wind and they actually got more wind than they thought they were going to, more wind power than they thought they were going to. So the idea that wind power or green energy is somehow to blame for the problems that are being handled in Texas right now, actually they're not being handled in Texas right now because they're still having problems. There's still people who are hungry, who are cold, who have to sit in their cars instead of being in their houses to be able to stay warm. And it's most of the problems when it comes to the lack of electricity are not from wind or green energy. It's from fossil fuels. That's the problem. And, but they're just have to use this as any other thing that comes up, never miss an opportunity to attack a liberal, I suppose. So, and look, and one of the other reasons that, you know, I would say that you have what we should move away from uh, private companies providing electricity is this profits are waste simple as that anything that goes to profit is 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 our stuff that's not going towards the building of lines anything that's going to profit is not going to the creation of new uh, ways to create new energy furthermore when there is a profit motive there's the motive to cheat so you can 
just like OPEC does. OPEC will be like, oh, well, we're going to not give you as much oil as we could. You know, and by reducing the supply of oil artificially, that inflates the price. Now people have to pay more for gas and other petroleum products. So just like OPEC does with, their, with oil, the energy companies do that with the electricity. Oh, we're not going to provide as much so we can charge you more. And then they do it in the middle of a storm? It could. What's stopping them? They're not regulated in Texas as much as they should be. We need regulations. Let's see, don't forget, again, Dan, here's when you like, former President Bush Jr. helped. Former President Jr. Bush, Bush Jr. helped what? Uh, let's see. For the, com- bring it, boys. for the comment about the left doesn't support any wrong that any human could do, I was amazed. I don't think that I don't think that I said that the left can't do any wrong. I don't know if that's the case. Maybe I'll have to rewind the podcast and see. I don't think I said that. But anyway, long story short, the for-profit energy industry is showing why it fails to provide the services that it's supposed to provide. And the thing with capitalism, if you want to talk about capitalism and the greatness of whatever that you believe capitalism brings, the problem with capitalism is that when you have no competition, you don't get the benefits of capitalism. When you can't, you can't have anybody competing with each other for, your, for the goods and services that you provide, you can't exist in a capitalistic society because it's not capitalism. It's not, you don't have competition. You have what they've referred to as a natural monopoly. Natural monopolies should be controlled by the state. And that's, you can call that socialism all you want, but you can't have a free market if that's the case. You cannot have a free market if you only have one provider of, of energy or if you only have one provider of your power lines. You know, profit is capitalism, but again, prof, the motive for profit causes people to behave badly. And as we're seeing in electricity, we're seeing in many other things. It's just on the stock market with GME, with the, you know, the oh, we want to we destroy this stock by short selling it. So we're going to you know, drive the price down. But then other investors say, no, we want to save this company. We're going to buy up all those shares real quick and make the price go up. Oh, but that's somehow no longer good because you have to protect the hedge fund people because they're the root and stem of, the, <clears throat> of capitalism. And by root and stem, I mean literally the root and stem as they refer to when they castrate you and maybe that's what we should be doing removing the hedge fund managers and the rest of those people that are horrible by root and stem proverbially not literally castrating them anyway this is the end of this week's episode of liberal day and radio talk from the left that's right uh join me next wednesday 8 p.m central for more great talk if you will continue the year of liberal dan uh, again, you can follow me at Liberal Dan Radio on Twitter, Facebook.com slash Liberal Dan, LiberalDan.com. Go to Patreon.LiberalDan.com to support the show or click on the link at LiberalDan.com to buy me a spider. Till next week, this is Dan Zimmerman with Liberal Dan Radio. Talk to the left. That's right.
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC member SIPC. 